0: Welcome foreign born mamas. I'm your host Nurjan Sturbens and this podcast is dedicated to helping you thrive in motherhood. Are you thriving as a foreign born mom or are you struggling with anger, anxiety and depression? If struggle is your reality, it doesn't have to be your truth. We can change by increasing our self-awareness, shedding old patterns and shifting our mindsets. We can evolve into more conscious moms and forge a new path. For ourselves and our children. Let's take the steps together, foreign-born mama. Let's thrive. Welcome, foreign-born mamas. Thank you so much for tuning in to this new episode. I want to apologize that my episodes are coming out sporadically. The reason why is because I have this chronic neck pain that has been bothering me for the last nine months, and this neck pain shoots out another pain through my right foot. The days when I have a lot going on and this pain, it makes me tired and I have no energy to record any podcast episodes. If you want to stay tuned and still interested to continue listening to podcast episodes, the best thing you can do is to subscribe. And I think you get notified when the new episode drops. So this side note is perfect segue for me to tell you the story of why I am chronically ill, how did I get here, and share with you the lessons learned, things that I have learned about myself and my patterns. And maybe if you're struggling like me with some sort of health problem, maybe it can help to explain some of your symptoms and show you some of the patterns that may be making this thing worse. Last year, I suggested to my husband that we go to Costa Rica for a month. And the reason I wanted to go for a month was I wanted to stay somewhere warm and just get out of the U.S. for a month. I wanted to kind of disconnect. And I wanted to connect as a family and try something new, eat new food, and get off our phones and enjoy each other. My husband, who always tries to please my wishes, he figured out, and we pulled our kids from school for two weeks, and with two weeks Christmas vacation, we went to Costa Rica, and we rented a house, and we explored the country, and it was wonderful in many ways, but for some reason, I couldn't enjoy Costa Rica. I didn't feel connected, and I was sort of down, and I think I was tired because My husband designed the trip in a way that we would go every place every couple of days and I think I wanted sort of just chill in one place. I was feeling physically and mentally tired because as moms, we still on a day-to-day, we have a lot going on, right? We still have to figure out what kids need to eat. We still need to figure out the activities and the laundry. I think that was just making me, instead of relaxing me, I think I was getting tired. I think two weeks into the vacation, I told my husband that I want to go back home to the US. I want to leave one week earlier so that I can have some me time because that's what I was really craving. He was really shocked about it. He was very offended and hurt because he felt like I didn't appreciate all the efforts he put in and all the money we've spent. And I could see that point. It was just the drive for me to have just alone time was so strong that I said, this is very important for me and I have to go. I booked the ticket and I left the trip one week earlier and I come to the US and it was quite a contrast because when I arrived, <laughs> it snowed in Portland, Oregon, which never happens. And it was so cold. The roads were icy and I come to a super cold house, super cold, But I have a really nice friend who brought me some food and some muffins, which made it easy for me for breakfast because I didn't want to go to the grocery store. That week, I warmed up the house and I decided that I want to do a meditation retreat for myself. I always wanted to go to meditation retreats, but I didn't have money. And then I was researching about it and I found this blog where this woman organized a meditation retreat at her house just by herself. I decided to do the same thing for the next five days didn't go anywhere, just wanted to really connect to myself and do meditation. And I've never done meditation before in my life. I don't know really techniques. I thought meditation is you just sit down and you just calm your thoughts and eventually you will get in touch with yourself. That's how naive I was about this. I started meditating every day. I thought I was meditating, where I would lay down or sit down and force myself for extended amount of time to calm myself and not think because my thoughts were just running in my head. I was struggling to not to think and I kept trying to go deep into myself and be calm. The reason I wanted to get to that place of this calm and try to get in touch with myself was because I think in a way I was feeling lost about who I am. I think I was struggling with indecision in my life. I have this problem where I can't decide on things. And I believe that's because I didn't know myself really well. I had this desire to get to know myself better and to get in touch with myself better. Most of the books I was reading, people were talking how meditation is one of the ways. I started to meditate and I started sitting and laying down for extended amount of time every day. Sometimes I would take a break to eat and go for a walk, but I basically forced myself to lay down and sit and try to stop the thinking, which was super hard, and try to really go down in a state of calm. And when I was trying to do that, my jaw started to shake and my neck started to shake. I remember I had this feeling where my body started to shake and I felt like there's something is going to rip in my neck area. And uh, instead of stopping at that moment, I pushed myself through it and continued because I thought this is something I need to overcome. On the fourth day, I woke up with this tight spasm in the back of my neck Then a couple of months later, it kind of spread into my right leg and right foot. Now it's been nine months where I'm struggling with this health condition. And at this point, it is chronic. I have seen many doctors from acupuncture to physical therapy to neurology. I had MRIs and x-rays. No one can understand what is causing it. And when I tell the story of (laughs) what caused this to my doctor, I could see she has this shock face on her face because she never heard that someone got hurt from meditation. At this point of my life, this condition is chronic and it affects me in many ways because this pain is all day and all night. I am tired a lot of the time. I don't sleep well. I don't have a lot of energy to engage with people. So I don't hang out with a lot of people these days and only like maybe a friend or two. It means I am also having struggling engaged with my kids and I'm sometimes struggling to cook and do stuff around the house. I can't do things that I love to do. I used to go hiking and I can't do those things. It really forced me to slow down and pay attention to my body. That's why I want to share some of the things I learned from this experience. Even though this condition is painful, And it limits me in so many ways. It led me to learn new things about myself and my body that I didn't know before. One of the lessons that I learned through this experience that I am disconnected from my body. I haven't inhabited my body in a long time. I'm learning in psychology that this phenomenon is called disassociation where the person starts living more in their head and they disconnect from their bodies. The reason we do that is because of the trauma. When you experience trauma, it's painful for your body. So not to feel that you start living in your mind. And this happens to a lot of people, but especially if you had a traumatic experience, this detachment is, very strong. Most of us don't even realize that we do it. The second thing that leads to this is that my body doesn't feel safe. When you live in your mind for a long time, and that's where your safety, you sort of lose contact with your body. When you try to do meditation, like I did, you're trying to connect with your body, and that can trigger your nervous system into, whoa, this is not safe, because it remembers the memory of trauma of your body you get triggered and your body goes into unsafe danger mode. This is how I found out that I don't feel safe in my body. When I tried to connect to my body, it it triggered it into danger mode. And that's why I was shaking. My jaws were shaking. And I'm learning through this experience that meditation is actually may not be a safe thing to do if you had a traumatic childhood experience. Like I didn't know it this before and I learned this through researching because I kept looking for like adverse effect of meditation and there's some some information about it but not a lot and the reason meditation may not be safe for someone who had trauma is because if you are used to living in your mind and suddenly you just like me go try to connect with your body that can feel like a danger to your nervous system and it can backfire and I think that's what happened to me. Now I have this chronic pain. And those are the things I learned. And I'm not saying that meditation is bad. I think this is still one of the ways to connect to our body, which is the way to connect to ourselves. But in our case, if you have a trauma, you have to do it in titrated form. I think it's a term that they use in psychology where you do it, introduce it very slowly in small doses and then slowly get Used to connecting to your body, not like me, which brings me to the third thing I learned about myself, which was this habit of pushing myself and not listening to my body. I have always pushed myself to my limits, I think, to be a good girl where I would clean the house and cook and do so much more than my brother or any other would do because I think I was trying to get attention from my mom. I push myself to get good grades, I push myself to get into university, and I push myself to go to US, and all of those things were great, and I was able to achieve it. But at some point, I think that kind of pressure, your body just cannot tolerate anymore. And I think that's what in the book, if you want to read more about it, um, Gabor Mate, I think he wrote a book called When Body Says No More. I think this is what happens to me. My body just couldn't handle it anymore. And I'm learning also through this process that I just didn't know how to listen to my body. This is not something my mom or my culture or anyone taught me about. I don't even know how that looks like or feels like. No one taught me how to take care of the body and why and what it means. And No one explained to me the role of body and how it's connected to our mind. When you don't know that, you don't appreciate it, right? I think these are the things that led me to developing this chronic condition, this pattern of pushing myself so much and just exerting my body and not knowing my limits and not listening to my body. And the trauma that I have kept in my body that was re-triggered when I tried to connect, when I tried to do the meditation. Now I am in the process of trying to slow down and get to know my body. It's still something new for me. I am taking right now a somatic therapy where the therapist works with you on teaching you to connect with your body. So she helps you with like paying attention to sensations and stuff. But there are other things you can do to connect with your body, like dancing, walking. Some people recommend tapping. I think ETF tapping. Yoga is another way that I try to connect with my body. I am relearning about the role of my body and I'm relearning ways to connect with my body because I still believe it is one of the ways to connect for ourselves. And this is one of the most important things we can do to understand ourselves, our emotions, and our triggers. I am now in the process of trying to learn to connect with my body and learn to feel safe. That's another area I am working. I am noticing that I have a habit of like being very hypervigilant and I'm now paying attention like how my body feels when I'm around certain people just to understand when I feel safe and when I don't feel safe. And I am trying to learn to slow down and to be kind to myself and my body. I remember how my husband and I would go on hikes and he would say, let's do like five mile hike because he knew his limit. He knew that that was his limit and that was a comfortable enough that he would enjoy. And I would always push for (laughs) 10 and up mile hikes. And when I think about it now, I'm realizing that I think the reason I was pushing myself so much is I think because my body possibly was in a freeze mode for a long time and I think I was trying to feel more and this is something I need to research more to understand but I think there's a link and I need to explore it more to be able to discuss this but those are the things that I found out through these experiences and which helped me In a lot of ways to open my eyes about what are the things that was going on and explains now all my health conditions that are happening to me. If you are someone who experienced childhood trauma, you are probably more likely will experience more physical, some kind of chronic health conditions. I think it was confirmed by research that people who experience childhood traumas or adverse experiences, they more likely will have a lot of chronic and physical conditions because our nervous system is so sensitized to danger that it gets activated really quickly. And if your body is activated too long and often, your body is constantly producing cortisol, which is helping you to run or freeze. And if you're not getting that energy out, if you're not letting your body to relax, you end up in the cycle of chronic stress, and that can really wear out on your body. This is another thing that I will mention, and I would like to talk more about it, but that is a gist of it, what is happening on the nervous system level, that we need to understand how the trauma is affecting our nervous system. Let's learn to get in touch with our bodies, and let's learn to claim our place in it. If you look at it, we are not going to get another body. Again, this is one body that we have that allows us to experience things, to dream, to create, to love, to feel, right? All of those things. And if you don't have a functioning body, you won't be able to do all of those things. This is one of the most important things we can do ourselves is to. Start begin taking care of this body because we are not going to have another one. Start getting curious about your body. Start listening to your body. Learn about your limits and learn how to take care of it and learn to bring this body into a safe mode so you can feel more peaceful and joyful. You can start healing if you have any health conditions like me. I hope this was helpful and I hope you are healthy and well. And if you are struggling with any health conditions where you found yourself disconnected or you found yourself disconnected from your body, I would love to hear from you to know how you are coping with these conditions, if there are anything you learned from this experience, because I think when we share the stories, it may help other foreign-born moms to know about their conditions and struggles. Thank you so much for listening in. I want to ask a favor. If you really like this podcast, if something resonated with you and you would like to support this podcast, if you have Apple phone, especially, I would love if you could leave a review and rate this podcast because when you rate it, the algorithm pushes this podcast up. More foreign-born moms who need to hear the stories can find this podcast and get help. I would really appreciate if you could leave a review, honest review if you can. If you don't, that's fine too. But I would appreciate any support you can provide to spreading the word out and sharing this podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening in. I hope you will have a great time and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. If anything resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Nojan Sturbans or inside a free Facebook foreign-born mama community group. If this podcast helped you in any way, please share it with a friend. Let's share some love in little ways we can. Finally, if you are a foreign-born mama and have an inspiring story to share that can help other foreign-born moms in their struggles, I would love to connect with you and feature you on this podcast. You can DM me on Facebook to set up a call.